0: I want to talk about uh, Christmas the eyes of a child. If you have your uh, CLC app, you can open that up and follow along. Because the first thought is to fully enjoy Christmas, be childlike. All right, so turn to your neighbor and say, be childlike. That's not childish. Don't be childish. There's a difference, all right? Jesus talked about that, and uh, I've read these verses countless times, but they really hit me um, in prepping for this weekend. Mark chapter 10. Uh, in verse 13, it says they were bringing children to him so he might touch them, Jesus, but the disciples rebuked them. He's too busy. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He got aggravated and he said to them, permit the children to come to me. Don't hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. You go to the Gospel of Mark, and he says the same thing. And he took them in his arms, began blessing them. He said, "Truly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven." Did you hear that? How many of you make right assumption? How many of you want to go to heaven when you die? All right, that's all of us, I would assume. You won't get there if you don't have childlike faith. So, whatever this is, becoming like a child, we'd better figure it out. Because I want to go to heaven. I want you to go to heaven. And he says, if you don't, you can't. So let's dig into being childlike. And I said not childish. You know, when you think of somebody being childish, uh, they might be petty. They pout when they don't get their own way. They might be impatient or have low emotional resilience. When it comes to being childish, you know, there's some things you have to teach a child. Like you have to teach them to share because we can be naturally selfish. You have to teach them to say thank you because it can be kind of, you know, just self-serving. And so we want to delve into what does it mean to be childlike. And we'll look at a few different areas. The first one is that children love and trust freely. They love and trust freely. And I kind of did a search on the web to find images that would kind of capture that thought. And the first image we want to share with you, uh, as you see that, uh, whether you were a mom or a dad or a kid, I remember when I was little, my dad, his hands seemed just huge. And you just hold his hand and you just, just kind of swallow yours right up. And I remember when our kids were little. You know, as a parent, you know what it's like when your child reaches out to hold your hand. It, it feels good. Like they're, they're long for mom or dad's hand. And you, you take their hand and you just swallow up their little hand and they, whatever they were scared about or whatever, it's just, ah. Or you're at a busy street, you get across the street and you give me your hand and and you've got them by the hand and they're safe. And and children learn how to love and trust freely. Trust means to rely on or place confidence in someone. I remember when our kids were little, we had an above ground pool and had a, a deck around half of it. And uh, we moved there. Uh, Joyce was pregnant with Lauren. Johnson was just a little guy. And I was kind of scared to death. I wanted to make sure that they could swim, no accidents kind of thing. So I was eager to teach them how to swim at an early age. And Lauren, before she could even swim, she loved the pool. And uh, <laughs> I had to learn quickly that if I ever heard the word dad, all right, I would turn around. She'd be mid air jumping toward me, okay, because I'm going to catch her, right? So I'd catch her and bounce her in the water. And next time, make sure daddy's looking at you before you do that, you know, because there was just this complete trust. Dad, my dad will catch me. God wants us to be that kind of trusting about our heavenly father. When Jesus talks about him, he uses the endearing term Abba, which, which kind of could be translated dad. But do you have that kind of trust in God? Well-cared-for infants trust easily as children. And when I, when I cry and I'm either changed or fed or comforted, you know, it, it's easy for me to learn to trust. And hopefully as you went through life, uh, trusting became easy to you. But there's things that happen not in childhood but in adulthood as we get older that make it hard for us to trust. And people let us down, they betray us, they walk away, whatever. And so that, that trust can really be difficult for us, but... Jesus said, no, I want you to love and trust freely. Love is a feeling of warm personal attachment or deep affection. And Jesus wants you to have a sense of warm attachment and deep affection. And he wants you to rely on and place confidence in him like a child. So answer the question, is that how you feel toward God? Or does stuff get in the way? Have other experiences or people or circumstances kind of tainted that? Because said, man, without that, you, you can't really have the faith to get to heaven. Children are comfortable with their dependency needs. Comfortable with their dependency needs. And this next picture is, is a, a very endearing one. Yeah, on the count of three, ah, uh, one, two, three. Uh. I remember our kids were young. When they were old enough to take a bottle, I loved I love getting up at three o'clock in the morning and you're in the nursery and there's a little nightlight. I did. Night light is on and just, just they're just, ooh, and they're making all those noises, you know. You're just feeding them. You're just like, it's amazing. And as children are comfortable with their dependency needs, I mean, think about it, okay. A child doesn't hide it when they're hurt. Man, they fall down, skin their knee. They're just all about, just, and they just, they just want you to scoop them up. They want you to kiss it and make it better. Boy, don't you wish all of life's hurts could just be kiss it and make it better? But thats what they don't hide their needs. Mom, Dad, I need whatever. I mean, from the earliest stages, when they need to be changed, they let you know it, all right? And all through that childhood, they don't hide their needs and they don't hide their dreams. You know, they've got their superhero dreams of who they want to be. I'll never forget, uh, the O'Leary's lived next to us, good friends of ours, part of CLC. And when Daniel was like three, and Daniel lives in Chicago, he won't care if I tell this story, but uh, Casey came over one day, he goes, hey, Daniel, tell Pastor Stan, what do you want to be when you grow up? He goes, I want to be a fireman. I want to be Batman. And I want to be be Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) Does, Does God know your dreams? Does he know the longings in your heart? Does he know your hurts? Does he know your needs? Because Jesus said you need to become like a child and be that free-flowing with him, with that relationship, because he can be depended on. You get that sense from the writers of Scripture. David says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leaves me beside still waters, makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He protects me. He cares for me. He can be trusted. You go to Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I feel big and strong and invincible like a child does when they're with their father because I have a heavenly father who created the universe. I wonder Paul says in Romans chapter 8, if God is for me, who can be against me? me. Children are comfortable with their dependency needs. And so we need to learn to love him freely and drop our defenses. And yet that's almost the opposite of what happens once you hit a certain age, isn't it? You know, you got to be independent and look out for yourself, protect yourself and defend yourself and whatever. You don't want anybody in. And, and yet Jesus said, no, 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 not, not with your heavenly father. Let's flip that around. Let's be vulnerable with him. Let's trust him. Let's be willing to to jump into the pool of life and say, Dad, and trust he's going to care for you. And for those of you that have taken the hardships or difficulties or frustrations and disappointments in life, and you've blamed them this way, I'd encourage you to reconsider that. When I think about God, you know, we pray the Lord's Prayer, and Jesus tells us to pray our Father who art in heaven... And I'm aware of the, the phenomena called transference. For instance, as a pastor of a large church or if you are the boss of where you work, whatever, people have got author- have attitudes and experiences with authority. And if it's negative, guess what? They transfer all those authority issues on whoever the authority figure is, whether it's me, your boss, or whatever. Imagine then when Jesus said, when you address God, Address him as our father. There are few more emotionally charged words than father slash dad. Thankfully for me, it's good. For my dad, whose father was an abusive alcoholic, it was not. So you can change it through generations. But if you had a loving dad who did a decent job, then consider yourself blessed because when Jesus says, then says, pray our Father who art in heaven, you think, okay, I know what my father was like here, so he's kind of like a good version on steroids there, so I'm good with that. But wow, if dad wasn't, or maybe he was absent altogether, or he was abusive, or whatever the case might be, left a lot to be desired. Then you take those feelings and emotions, you need to be careful because otherwise you'll project on this Father who art in heaven things he doesn't deserve because of this Father you had on earth. Ask for the ability to separate those. Ask for an ability. Help me to see you, perhaps for the first time, one of the greatest Christmas gifts you could get. Help me to see you as my loving, heavenly Father who is, who is someone I can trust and love freely and I can be comfortable with my dependency needs. I'm no longer going to blame you for what wasn't. I'm going to turn to you for who you are. And then one of my favorite thoughts in this message is the world of a child is filled with wonder. And uh, I don't know, this is the image I picked out. I said, hey, can we throw this up on the screen? Look at those kids. And half of you can't even get in that position anymore. <laughs> but it's something like this. Okay, if I steady myself, I'm okay. I think I'm... But they're looking at like, a, what is that, a snail or something? Wow. Wherever they were going, it doesn't matter. We're going to stop right here. Because, wow, they take time for, wow, say, Wow. A little more struck, Say it again. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, when do we stop being filled with wonder? Some of you grown-ups need to go outside. Need to go out and play. In the moment. You need to slow down, put your phone down, ask questions, be full of wonder, pretend, You know, this past summer I was mowing the yard. I love love mowing the yard and the smell of fresh cut grass. And I don't know, I had a little childlike flashback. And so I laid down the grass. I stuck my face in the grass. And all of a sudden I was 10 because my neighbor Jeff and I would wrestle each other. Whoever won made the other one eat grass, okay? But I still love the smell of it, okay? So for a moment I was 10, I pretended I was the winner. But but far too often we get big, and we get serious and we leave wonder behind. You take time to enjoy the moment. I mean, the Apostle Paul, do you realize what you are missing out on the theological insights and the aha moments you're missing out on if you don't take time to enjoy and just be outside? I mean, Paul says that God's invisible qualities are reflected in what he has created. If you can can experience a starry night and a beautiful full moon and not have a good job, God, moment, you've gotten too grown up. If, if If you can, I'm praying, I love the warm weather, but I'm praying for a good week of blizzard, right? Because I love, first of all, the beauty of snow, and I love just letting the snowflake land on my coat and go, wow, look at that. No two are the same. And I, it, it's meant to then prompt you to the one who created us that way with a, with a sense of wonder. Kids, kids are full of wonder all the time. And, and it doesn't take much to, to get them, wow. <laughs> I remember uh, years ago when I started ministry, I was on staff at a church of a few hundred people and I was the youth pastor, but I was also the worship leader. And I was, uh, we had, we had uh, two preschools the building was kind of two wings like this. So down the one wing was a preschool regular with uh, kindergarten and preschool and daycare. The other one was a Montessori kindergarten and preschool. It's a philosophy education. And both of those directors resigned in a near time frame. And so because I had the right education, I got certified to be the director of both of those. right? So 150 kids. I'm single. I have no kids. Kids kind of scared me back in those days, right? Um, and so we took a field trip, We went to, remember SeaWorld? Who's the star at SeaWorld? Shamu, yeah, okay. And uh, and so Shamu's the star at SeaWorld. So we took like a whole busload of kids and that was before we had to have a CDL. So I'm also driving the bus, double clutching this piece of, all right. And so 50 kids in in this bus and we're sitting at a, uh, it was a water ski show, all right. We're in the big grandstands, okay. And I'm looking at the program and first of all, Again, I'm in my 20s. I'm single. I've never had much to do with children other than seeing other people with kids. And, and first of all, I'm having this big aha moment with all these children. It takes forever to get 50 preschoolers from here to there, okay? When I'm, I'm, this is how I go when I'm in my 20s. You don't take a whole bunch of kids that fast, okay? So I'm looking at the program going, oh, no. When this show is over, we don't have time to get all those kids down to the Shamu show and see the Shamu show and get back to the bus and get back to the church on time. We're going to miss Shamu. I can't miss Shamu, right? So what do I do? What do? I do. So the water ski show is over. I tell the staff, okay, let's go. We're going to go down to Shamu. So we get all these little kids in the line, you know, we're holding on the rope and walking down. So we get down to Shamu. The Shamu theater is empty, okay? There's a big Shamu tank in front of the theater. It's probably like from that front row to here. It's probably 20 feet deep. And Shamu lives in there, okay, in between shows. So I tell them, line the kids up. So I go, you see Shamu? Yeah, isn't he amazing? Great. See Shamu? 50 kids, right? Isn't he great? Yeah, yeah, see, there he is, right? They don't know. (laughs) We get on the bus. We get home. And and there's all these moms waiting there for their kids to get off the bus, right? The first kid off the bus, there's mom. She says, did you see Shamu? Uh Uh-huh. He was awesome. Yeah. They will never know. They did not see the Shamu show. And if you happen to be a, what would that be about? A 45-year-old now just realizing that you were there. (laughs) I'm deeply sorry. (laughs) But childhood wonder. Jesus said, be more like the child. Be more childlike. It's all around you, the opportunity for wonder, to be amazed at the God who created you. And so, again, I'm just so thankful how much we care about kids. Um, This past summer, you may have been here. You hear us say, when you give the offering you just gave, 25% of our general fund goes to our God-sized vision, uh, which is reaching out across our city and around the world. And uh, over the last year or so, I've gotten to really know the folks at Northridge Schools. Dave Jackson's a really solid believer. Many of his team are. And they started sharing as a school system, we want to make a difference. And so in setting our goal, they've got this incredible goal. He said that half the population of the Northridge School District lives below the poverty level. He said, our goal is to raise the average income of the Northridge school system above the poverty line for a school. For a school. When you think about it, it's a long-term goal, but that's exactly the right goal because it's like, okay, how do you equip a child with dreams and then reinforce that throughout their education so that when they graduate, they're like, okay, I've got possibility and potential. And then they become that and it raises them out of the poverty level. So I'm like, man, we want in on that. So they said, well, you know what? You can help us embellish like field trips to inspire kids when they're little. Uh, And then when they're in high school, if you could help us with trips so we can take them to places they can see like different trades and, and, you know, jobs they could get. Maybe to Sinclair as well. And so so let this past summer, we gave them a $10,000 grant to do exactly that. And so uh, I got this letter and these letters I'm going to share with you. Uh, and would you just say, these are for me? Because they're thank you letters, all right? Really, that if you give, it's for you. So this is from, the, from uh, the principal. He said, to our generous friends at CLC, Northridge Elementary's third grade students recently learned about animal classification. Within this unit, the students were tasked with being animal researchers. To c- conclude the unit, each student wrote an informative piece about an animal's unique characteristics and its classification. Students used the Cincinnati Zoo's website along with the National Geographic Kids website as their resources to select and research an animal. By providing our students a trip to the zoo, that's what you did. You paid for them to go to the zoo. Students were able to gain even more animal knowledge. They spoke with zoo employees that were in charge of the elephant, the ostrich, the penguin, the manatee, and the reptile exhibits. They asked questions about what it takes to be someone who works at the zoo, as well as questions that had about specific animals. Students were even able to see and talk to volunteers pulling weeds in order to keep the zoo looking nice. Our staff and students cannot thank you enough for this opportunity to extend student learning. This field trip enabled our students to see the world outside of Dayton and what it has to offer. Please enjoy the included thank you notes from some of our students. You are greatly appreciated. So here's the first one. We'll toss it up on the screen. It says, Thank you for paying for me and my classmates to go to the zoo. We were really happy. Catch it? Really? Sound that out. R-I-L-L-Y, right? We were really happy to go, and we had lots of fun. So we all thank you so much. My favorite animal at the zoo was the lion. It warred so loud. I happen to think, you know, if this child has that little R-lisp when they're little, warred, you know. He's so, spell it with a W. It was so funny. So that is the end of my story. So bye. Have a good day. <laughs> here's, here's another one. Dear CLC friend, thank you for paying for the zoo trip. When I grew up, I would love to work at the zoo. My favorite animal that I've seen is the giraffes. They were tall, and my second favorite animal that I've seen, I seen is the snow leopard. It looked different than I expected. If I, I, I also seen a lion. It was super big from Lydia. This one here, I, I love this one. So thank you for the field chip. <laughs> you say field trip fast. Sounds like Phil chip. They sounded it out for the Phil chip. And the field chip is the best day ever. And you are the best ever. And you are the best ever. Tell your neighbor and say, you're the best ever. Go ahead tell. Now, I want to pause for a second and help you realize he didn't say, our family cruise on the Disney Wonder was the best day ever. I see what we do on Facebook. It's really cool stuff. I got to get on a bus and go to the Cincinnati Zoo. Best day ever. Ever. Didn't have to be all the bells and whistles, okay? Chill. Don't lose that sense of childlike wonder. Put two plus two together. Save yourself some money. How many of you with your kids found your kids playing more with the box than with the present? Can I see our hands? I mean, when I was a kid, man, if my dad went to the furniture store and got us a box, man, that was going to be a spaceship like in a day. Childlike wonder, don't lose that. And then finally, dear CLC, and I, I've got like 50 of these, but dear CLC, thank you for paying for us to go to the zoo. My favorite animal was the lion because I like how it was roaring. Every time there's a lion roar while they were there. And the gorilla because one was just sitting there and looking mad and he was staring at us. <laughs> I like the tall giraffe. Love Micah. So can I ask you, please, be childlike this week? Please find something to have a sense of wonder about. It should be easy. If it's not, that tells you how crusty and grown up you've become. (laughs) Wonder is a feeling of great surprise and pleasure that you have, for example, when you see something that's very beautiful or when something happens that you thought was impossible or just unexpected. Finally, finally, Children are too blank. Aren't too blank to be joyful. And Boy, we grown-ups, we get too too busy to be joyful, too stressed, too preoccupied, too tired. Children are not. They are willing and able and ready to be joyful. So for those of you who haven't been joyful enough or hasn't been joyful recently, um, we just went and uh, I went on YouTube and looked up children laughing. And here's 45 seconds to lighten you up, to help you be joyful. (laughs) <laughs> That's the third time I've seen that. I found those. I'm still laughing, all right? I hope that you get milk drip out of your mouth laughing funny this week, all right? The Bible tells us in Proverbs 17:22, uh, a joyful heart is good medicine. Some of you need some good laughter medicine. And if you've got to go on YouTube and just go ahead and search for children laughing, if you're a little bit on the sadistic side, uh, funny falls. (laughs) Whatever the case might be, learn to be childlike. Learn to laugh. Learn to smile. Learn to have a sense of wonder about the world that's around you. Learn to, to be comfortable with God in sharing Him what your needs are, that you depend on Him, what your hurts are, what your dreams are. And choose, because it's a choice. Choose to trust Him and to love Him and to push aside whatever distractions, whatever life has accumulated to you and around your heart that somehow places God at arm's length. Welcome Him back in up close and personal and make a choice to be joyful. It is a choice. Say it's a choice. So I'm inviting you to choose to stand up right now. All right. And we're going to choose, and Pastor Josh, I want him to come and help us be the most childlike singers of Joy to the World. Now, when the kids sang this a moment ago, they started by jumping. Your choice, but let's sing Joy to the World. All right, who has some joy of the Lord in their hearts today? Come on, we're going to sing this Christmas girl. Joy. for our Christmas Eve services, be blessed.